You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. I hope you know that all of us, all of us are connected telepathically to each other. And uh, just thinking about somebody else encourages, it produces a similar, just thinking of somebody else reaches out and connects to them, even if you don't ever see any evidence of it. Like I, I hadn't thought of B. Lanise Collins in a little while and I was looking at one of my old streams and I saw her chat was in there. And I'm like, oh, B. Lanise, I wonder how she's doing. I hope she comes back in on another stream. And I've seen her, I've seen her at least twice come through since then. And I hadn't seen her for months before. Wait here, man. Isn't that, that's so cool. And you can actually make amends and reconnect people with people that directly telepathically, you don't even need words. I'm glad now that my mind will tell me ridiculous things like, oh, your stream's going downhill or man, you know, you're not getting as much as you should get. And the, the difference today is I used to listen to that all the time and believe it and feel bad. And now I'm like, eh. Michael supposed sent yeah, that's that BS stars. right there. That's How what that is. I'm so glad I did my live stream today because sometimes I show up to my studio and I'm not feeling motivated. I'm like, eh, I don't know what to play today. I already did a live stream today. I don't really need to do a live stream today. I'm like, nah, I, you know, that's resistance. Sometimes in our lives, there's these thought patterns that try and block us from doing exactly what we want to do and we love to do and today that's I think of that as resistance those are just resistant thoughts yeah I got an email or a, a message last night and I recorded a reel about it and as soon as Dave edits it it'll be out and published but long story short is the guy was making a lot more income and get more views on his stream before and it's been really kind of depressing just going down this journey of watching everything go down, down, down. And I'm like, man, that's that's part of the game. That's how streaming works. You know, it's it's inconsistent. Some days you come Eddie on and Holmes get nothing. Other days, B. Lenise Collins and uh, Demon on Deck Gaming come in and throw 150 bucks out. It's like there's, you know, the it, it's drive the vehicle into the garage. It's up and down. And, you know, even for me, after doing over 7,000 videos online, after all the stuff, after thousands of live streams, it's still up and down for me. My views go up and down. The income goes up and down. And that's why you got to just do, do any kind of work because you love it. And that way you can handle the ups and downs of it. There's ups and downs in life to everything. I mean, you probably already know that, but do you really know that? Like anything you're gonna do. I used to think streaming was such a stream jo uh, dream job, but then I quit streaming twice. Lisa. And I realized, you know, it's not actually such a dream job. It is a dream job in some senses, but it's a, one of the hardest jobs I've had in other instances. Jason says, can't wait to be seven years sober like you, man. Hey, congratulations on what you've already got. Whether it's a, a day, whatever you got today is, I I I remember at 90 days thinking, man, I can't get I can't stay sober. I might as well just quit. Why even try and fail again? Like, why not? Let's just get it over with. I remember not wanting to tell people that I was sober because of thinking, eh, I'm just gonna have to tell them I relapsed. So why even bother telling them I got sober in the first place? And I tell everybody I'm sober today because it's a miracle. At one point, that seemed impossible. 
Brandon says stream is not just playing video games for sure. Yeah, if, if you just love playing video games, it's much better to play video games without streaming. Especially one player or campaign games. It Sometimes I wish, I'm like, man, I'd love to just sit down and grind Returnal for like 20 hours without the stream on and just play it. But then, like, <laughs> that seems insane. Because I wouldn't be able to do my stream during that. Dakota says, this week has been a rough one. Glad to just relax and watch the stream. I'm glad you're here, Dakota. I've noticed some. what helps me a lot is, especially if I'm in a little bit of a struggle, is to ask, what can I learn from this? Or to realize that life has natural cycles of ups and downs. That it's okay to have ups and downs. For example, if I've been really happy and orgasmic and elated and excited, well, it's only natural that my brain's gonna kind of have used up some of the chemicals and just for the returning to average, I might feel a little bit down. And now I'm wondering, sometimes when I'm a little down, I'm like, hmm, did I just, was I just really overly happy? Am I just balancing out right now? Most of the time, yes. It's nice I just trust my body to balance itself out today. Jason, you were sober four years and then fell back. Now I'm a month off. Hey, there's... That's valuable learning experience. It's valuable learning experience. There's no need to beat yourself up. In fact, if you got a month again, that's fantastic. And not only that, but you have the ability to be even stronger than you were before because now you realize the importance of persistence and staying on top of it and making sure you're you're watching for that i have a friend you know he's been sober like 10 years and that's why it's important to stay connected to people because i was looking at him i'm like dude why are you slipping on your meanings he's and he's making like the most trivial dumb excuses for why he you didn't get the meanings Colin i'm like come on man stream. Come on, you need to be get, getting out there and helping people and getting to those meetings. So I, I'm thinking, I'm hoping he's going to meet me tonight. He said he would. So it's nice. The key to me is always being out there helping others. I was thinking today, what is the root of all evil? What is the root of all evil? And to me, the root of all evil is a majority of your life is devoted to selfishness. Even if it's just 52% the majority of your life is devoted to selfishness. What is selfishness? Just thinking of you and what you want in your life and how things should be for you, that's selfishness. And even if that's extended to your friends and family, like, you know, I saw some motivational speaker. I saw a motivational speaker saying, yeah, I'm about getting this money. I'm about making a life for my family. And I'm like, that's selfish. Even if it's for your family, that's still selfish. Like, what about everybody else? Now, sure, that can be a secondary thing, but to me, real happiness, real joy in my life comes from a focus on service to others. And my unhappiness tends to come from a focus on self. And even if that self is... Even if, my, even if that self is my family, my community, my nation, that's still all self because it's not focused on others. 
So when I'm all about how can I help somebody else today? What can I do to make somebody else's life better? Who can I be to add to the world? Then I ironically get a lot more things for myself and I don't really care about what I get for myself either. I just know I'm taken care of. Like if I do my stream that, you know, I need to get this money, I need to get these followers, and I did it for a lot of years, like that's selfish and it's very easy, it's very easy to be unfulfilled and miserable. But when I do my stream thinking, you know what, I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna brighten somebody's day today. I'm gonna put my live stream up so that somebody else can get some hope that somebody else can have a better life because I did my stream. And it doesn't mean any selfish thought is bad. It just means the majority of my life is dedicated to serving others. And others being a very wide open thing. Not just people in my family, not just people in Alcoholics Anonymous, not just my friends, but whoever God or the collective will often put whoever really needs my help right in front of me or will give me a passion to go seek them out. Like it's, I realized there was no point in doing ads for my live stream because that was all self-aggrandizement and selfishness doing ads. If somebody really needs my stream and it'll help them, they will be drawn to my stream. B, Lenise Collins says, you always brighten my day. Well, I'd love to hear that, B. That's why I show up here. And I'm not saying you should just sacrifice yourself. Oh All right, let me just help other people and, I'll be with you, in you know, totally forget about me. Hey, I'm Joey. If you don't know how to do it, like, look, God, please, you can set a prayer, like, Almighty Creator, my highest self, my mind, show me how I can help people in a way that is joyous and fun for me to do and where I get back the help I need to have my needs met. Now there's, there's lots of ways I could help people, but I find there's kind of a magic, there's kind of a magic spot where I can help people in a way that I love and enjoy. Also, you know, I could just, I could go get a random job somewhere and that'd be helping people. But if, if I'm not loving and enjoying it, then that's not as good for everybody else either. So if you're feeling like you're just self-sacrificing and you're not getting anything you need, you know, that ironically is kind of selfish too. Or it's, you know, you want some focus on self. Jason says you go to a clinic. Dylan, yes, I'm sober almost eight years in Alcoholics Anonymous. Barry says I focused too much on how long other people clean and sober and didn't focus my own recovery. Yeah, the, and so it's definitely a balance. It's definitely a balance because Sometimes our selfishness sometimes our selfishness catches us in the form of trying to help other people. But really it's not helping other people. If you're focused if you really want to help others, you need to take care of yourself too. It's selfish if you are just trying to help others so much that you're not actually paying attention to yourself. That's a weird kind of warped denial of self selfishness because when I think it's easier for me to do certain things for myself than it is to have somebody else do them for example it's much easier for me to wipe my own butt 
feed myself, get myself out of bed, get myself dressed, much easier for me to do that myself than to have somebody else do it. So it's truly selfless for me to consider the things that I need. And it's selfish for me to ignore the things I need and essentially Austin use Sanders the- shared your screen. To use the helping other people as kind of a cover to distract me from doing the work I need to do and taking care of myself in the ways that I need to. And I almost relapsed because I was so focused on other people when I first got sober and they kept relapsing and I got all upset about it and I realized, you know what? You know, it's selfish to start projecting what other people should do. And it's selfless to consider, you know what? It's up to other people what they do. It's up to me to control what I do. And I realize I, I'm either gonna relapse like them or I'm gonna do the work I need to to make myself a better person. If you're truly selfless and considering others, it means doing the work to take care of yourself also. It means showing up and doing your own self-care. It means being loving and considerate of yourself. It's hard to help somebody else if you are not doing the things you need to do for yourself in the first place. Jo Dylan says people don't understand how much smarter a person who is in and still is in recovery is. I'm telling you, it's like every day I go to an AA meeting, it's like another day of spiritual kindergarten. Like, you just learn little things every single day and every little thing you learn adds up to a lot. People often say that I'm way, I seem way like really grown up and mature for having been born in 84 and that's because I go to AA meetings every day and I listen to people who have good sobriety who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old talk about what they've learned and instead of learning it the hard way, I, I just learn from them, which is great. Yeah, it is truly selfless to make sure you are taken care of in terms of the things you need because when you're helping someone else, you are feeling good because you're helping them and part of being selfless is giving other people the chance to help you and also handling things so that other people don't have to handle them for you. It's such a delicate balance. Yes, it's a weird thing. B says you have to think of yourself first, then you can think of everybody else. Yes, it's a weird thing. So it really helps to consider your own needs and think of them first. That's what's weird is if you truly want to help others more, you ironically need to consider yourself and your own needs first, but briefly. A lot of us either take all the track of, you know, I'm gonna just think about other people. My wife kind of errs on the side of, I'm gonna think about other people all the time. I'm not even gonna consider what I need. And part of my way to help her is to kind of be selfish for her. Like, hey, have you had something to eat today? What can I cook for you? Because you're probably not going to cook something for yourself. But a lot of us either do that or we we think of ourselves and we don't stop thinking of ourselves. It's like, okay. 
you know, you think of, all right, what do I need? And then we kind of spend all day on what I need. And that's been my learning experience is, okay, consider my needs. You know, consider my needs and then move along to how I can help other people. Like consider, am I hungry? Am I thirsty? You know, have I scheduled some time for myself? And what's really cool is uh, taking time for things like self-care and allowing other people to help me actually helps, you know, one, I love helping other people. So other people giving me the chance to help them helps me too, it's amazing. Josh, my day's been, uh, it's been wonderful. And it's been interesting too. I noticed I was, right before I did my live stream, I was feeling, I'm not sure what game to play. I see these thoughts coming up that somehow what I have and what I'm getting is not enough. And today I'm grateful I know to, I'm, I know these thoughts are encouraging me to go back to the basics and say, hey, do I have enough? Am I enough? Am I doing enough? Is there anything for me to learn? Is there anyone for me to ask for help? And I, and then listen. And it's, it's awesome. How was your day today? B says your wife's a beautiful person. She is. And I used to, th I thought for my whole life that I wanted a wife just like the wife I've got. You know, since I was in first grade, I used to fantasize when I was in bed at night about what my wife would be like. My wife's like, really? I never did that. I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that you were out there somewhere and I would think about you. And dating was tough for me because, I mean, almost immediately from meeting a girl, I'd have one or two reactions. Either that you're not the right person for me or that you could be the right person, but then, you know, it wouldn't work out for one way or another often the girl would not feel I was the right person for her. But when my wife came along almost immediately for both of us, it was like, you are the right person. Wow, this is what I've been looking for. Ali says, you've been watching my streams for a while, still an alcohol addict, but watching your videos make me feel great. I can probably get sober. Any tips for me? Yeah, just what you're doing, just talking about it and thinking about that's that's exactly right. I mean, I didn't I struggled a lot getting sober because I didn't want to talk to other people besides my dad about it and I felt ashamed of it and you know, Pretty much the only person I talk about my alcoholism with in a serious way was my dad And when my dad passed it actually at first it was really hard because then I wasn't comfortable talking with anybody about my alcoholism but after that, then I started, I, I realized I was desperate and hopeless. So I prayed to God. I'm like, please, I'll do anything to get sober. And then from that prayer, I went to AA meetings. And why I got excited to go to AA meetings because I realized I could help other people get sober at these AA meetings. And really, it's helping other people is where I get real happiness and connection. Michael says, think about the money you can save not having health issues. Yeah, it's, I, the way I handle my life, it's all about prevention. Like with drinking, I don't want to be in a spot where I really want to drink ever again. Well, how I think is, how can I prevent the desire 
from uh, to drink from ever even coming up. And if the desire to drink comes up, there's an opportunity to learn from that and say, okay, you know, what can I learn from this? Obviously, there's, I can do even more or change a little bit more so that I can not even have this desire come up in the first place. And that's what Alcoholics Anonymous is about to me, is to reprogram my sober mind so that I don't crave a drink anymore. And I realize that all the stuff I used to love from drinking is available sober. Awesome, Dustin, I'm happy to hear that. Dustin said, I was doing meth and heroin for 11 years and I just got up one day and had enough. Yeah, I got sick and I'm doing great. Yeah, my dad drank for a long time and one day he just stopped. And he stayed stopped for 23 years. Now, it might have been a bit easier on the whole family if he'd have went to Alcoholics Anonymous or, you know, been a part of some some group that helped him make some more changes in his life. But, you know, it, it was a good enough example for me. Yes, Tyler says, I think help, talking to others helps so much with holding yourself responsible. Yes. I find personal responsibility is it makes a massive difference in my life because where you become powerless is giving up responsibility for what you've done to contribute to the current situation. So if I look around and say, hey, none of this is my fault. I'm just here. I contributed nothing to it. You're also powerless. You are totally a victim because since you did nothing to contribute to the situation, nothing you do matters. Whereas the opposite is also true. If you say, look, I'm totally responsible for my current situation. And if I make changes in my life, there are changes I can make in my life that will allow me to have a different experience. Yeah, so Alcoholics Anonymous helps me to stay accountable. And not only that, but I'm on my live stream talking about how I'm sober. My wife, everybody knows that I'm sober. To me, if you don't want to tell people that the things that are most important in your life, you don't really care about them that much. I really care about being sober, which is why everybody knows about it. Because being sober is the one thing I can do for my health that makes every other thing I do for my health easier. If Simon I drink, Montoya shared Simon, thanks for the share. If I drink, forget about my diet. If I drink, forget about my quality relationships and my marriage. If I drink, forget about my parenting. You don't want me to parent after I've started drinking. You know, if I drink, it just is this one little thing that kind of is toxic on the rest of my life. The challenge is though, everybody's different. My wife has a couple of drinks. It does not affect her the same way it affects me. But other things that I'm fine with, you know, they don't do the... My wife is, stays away from them. You know, that, and that's what makes life interesting is to kind of know thyself, to see what your limits are. If, and that's where it comes down to honesty and it helps to have other people's opinions because... Everybody around you has a good idea of whether you're an alcoholic or not. Everybody that knows me for a long time, that knew me well, knew that I was an alcoholic way before I accepted it and was willing to do anything about it. You know, everyone that knows my wife knows that she's not an alcoholic.
Michael says, for a lot of people, I think work drives them to drink. Well, here's the tricky thing. It's it's all a, it's often all goes together. And that's why it really helps to focus on what you can control. You can control which job you have. You can control when you go to the job. You can quit a job if you want to. And that's why it comes down to the narrative. If you're telling yourself that I have to have this job to pay my bills and uh, you know, you're forcing yourself to do a job, you're forcing yourself to that you have to have this and you ha you have to have this job so you can make this money because you have to live at this spot. You don't have to have that job. I guarantee you whatever job you have, you could lose it and you'd be okay. And that's why it's important to take control of the narrative because you control the narrative in your life. You know, you, if you have a job and you say, this job stresses me out and I have to drink, well, why don't you quit the job? But a lot of alcoholics, I know this guy, he's been relapsing for five years. He just keeps relapsing. And every time, I'm like, hey, man, can you come to some more meetings? Can you come to a meeting tomorrow? He's like, nah, I got to work, you know, and I get out of work and it's too late when I get out of work. And, you know, like he's using work as an excuse. Like if you really... That's why it helps to get clear about your priorities in life. Like, what's really important? If your family's important, why are you spending all day at a job you don't like and then going to the bar and drinking afterwards? And then when you come home, you're not even available for your family. <laughs> your actions indicate what's important. You know, my family's important. That's why I'm there for my family every day. I sleep in the same room with my kids because... They prefer it that way. I enjoyed sleeping in a bed with Laura, but it seems all of us sleep better if I sleep in the room with them. I get up with the kids. I'm there to get them off to school every morning. I'm there most nights to put them to bed. I'm there throughout the day. Like, I'm, you know, I'll drop my live stream totally if my family needs me. And... Uh, I made that time for myself. I certainly needed money. I certainly had fear of losing my house because of my finances. I figure you put first things first and then you arrange the rest of your life around that. And that's why it helps. It helps so much to have other people give us some feedback. Lisa's from a family of addicts. I choose the dry road and I get where everyone's coming from. Hey, that's that was one thing. That's one thing that can be really helpful is, you know, people, if you see someone who's a bad example, they can motivate you to not go down that road. What's up, Dylan says you're a, you're a G. Hey, that's, whatever you think's good about me is because I chose to learn that from others. I used to be a, a real selfish bastard. And I started, and I realized, and all I thought about was me and what I want and how I can have fun and who's in my way and who's wronging me. And that life got, I, I got so miserable that I prayed to God desperately to get out of that life. I started going to AA, I started listening to people. I started getting out of myself and helping other people. I, I've read hundreds of books in the last eight years and I, I take notes every day. I'm like, okay, what's, what's working in this person's life and what's not working? And I'm glad so many people have helped me so much today that then I'm in a position to help others because you can't give away what you don't have. 
you you gotta have something if you're gonna give it away so i got love i got tolerance for others i got understanding then i can give that away i love i love how chill shot says just a few minutes of your self-help talks can be soothing that's why i do them it's all about frequencies and the frequencies i'm putting out are love hope and faith of possibility of potential of love and the words i'm saying are almost kind of irrelevant because it's the frequency i'm putting out and if you'll notice turn on the tv there's a certain frequency that the program's coming out at and you might not be able to necessarily cipher it consciously but you can tell how it leaves you feeling like try turning the news on and there and this and he and they're gonna and you're Oh, and uh, you need to be worried and this is happening and then and you can just even just doing that for a second you can feel the frequency is one of fear it's one of disconnection it's one of you know you should be scared the frequency of everything you take in has an impact on you it's kind of like eating and pooping you know what you poop is a function of what you eat and therefore, what you say and how you interact with life is a function of what you choose to take in. So I'm very sensitive to like, what am I taking in? I listen to about an hour of an inspirational book every day. I go to probably an average of an hour of an AA meeting a day. Some days I'm there for an hour and a half talking with people after the meeting. Like one day a week I skip a meeting. So about an hour a day on average. I'm taking in this frequency of love and connection and kindness and service. I'm and my family's putting out that frequency to me. And anyone who puts out that fear and negativity and you know all that, I, I don't have them in my life. And I'm very careful about who I hang out with because have you heard this before that if you wanna see what somebody's like, if you wanna get to know somebody, just take a look at their five closest family and friends. Have you heard that before? I'm a big believer in that. You know, you look at my wife, my children, and uh, oh, probably my massage therapist. You know, one of my closest friends, people I spend at least an hour a week with. You know, you're gonna see everybody's really loving and kind. Some of us, you might say, are a bit childlike. <laughs> you know, you, all the people I hang out with are putting out mostly good loving frequencies and good vibes. And uh, one of the things that saved me is that most of my life I have hung out with people putting out good loving vibes. But I'll tell you, just hanging out with one person on a regular basis who consistently complains and talks about how messed up life is. If you consciously realize that that's what they're doing, you can redirect them. Like I have a family member I talk to, they're very prone to complaining they're very prone to saying all their health problems. And what I've started doing is I say, they're like, my feet are hurting, my head's hurting, my back's hurting. I'm like, for God's sakes, tell me what's working. Well, my heart's really good. So what? I'm like, well, talk about your heart. Talk about how grateful you are that your heart is beating and it's pumping and it's working just perfectly and nothing's wrong with it. Tell me about that. I don't care about what's not working. I don't care. Tell me about what you got that you're happy for. And if you need help, like, hey, you got any tips to help my feet better? Sure, but don't just complain to me. Oh, my feet hurt. Without asking for any advice or help with it. It's like you're trying to sell me 
If you want my help, ask for it. And if you don't want my help with something, tell me what's good. Tell me what's going well for you in your life. Tell me what you're grateful for. I'd love to hear about that. And I, I redirect as often as I can. Like, and it's amazing how just a little bit of redirection can make a big difference. Like, hey, what are you happy about today? Well, I'm happy that this and I'm happy about that. I don't hang out with or let people just keep complaining around me because it's amazing. Have you noticed when you just walk by somebody? Have you noticed just walking by somebody and the tone of their voice, you can immediately get a sense of their whole personality. Yeah, you know what he said at work? Oh, and dude, I can't believe that. He should be fired. Uh, I'm disgusted with this. You know, I shouldn't even work here. Ew, ew. Get away from me with that. Yuck. Uh, that, even just talking like that for a minute is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Watch how you talk, man. Because whatever you're saying, you're getting more of that. And hey, different strokes for different folks. I'm grateful there's contrast. But ew. You know, just how you talk makes a big difference. Catch yourself. Next time you're complaining, catch yourself. Like, hey, I feel like stopping, and you know, I hear that, like walking by somebody at the store. Can you believe what he said the other day? Oh no. That he is disgusting for that. That is so rude. I feel like walking up and saying, well, why are you listening to him? Why are you talking about him? He's effectively saying it again because you're saying it. <laughs> like, you must, you must like this because, you know, whatever you pay attention to grows. And yes, it is interesting to have that kind of energy. I'm not saying it's wrong or should all be obliterated. It's, it's a question of what do you want in your life? But I'm amazed how many people I come across that are complaining. <laughs> And I guess it's because a lot of us that are happy are just quiet. I mean, you might not think I'm a quiet person based on how much I talk right here, but I was just filming a reel today and I basically, I kind of keep my speaking. I look at it that I want to save up my talking for my live stream and just kind of unload my talking on my live stream and then just often be kind of quiet the rest of the day. So I guess a lot of the people who are very vocal are often whining about things. And uh, those people are often in need of help, in need of love and understanding. So again, I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, watch how you talk. Michael says, I have a resting do face, but I'm extremely nice. I, I think all of us are, are fields of potential. And you wouldn't, I just posted on Mark Zuckerberg. Did you see this? Mark Zuckerberg put a post up about how you can do disappearing text messages. And I'm like, Mark, I needed this in 2009 back when I drank and I drunk messaged. But now I'm like, why do I don't need disappearing messages? Like, what am I, what am I gonna send a disappearing message for? And I don't send messages that I wouldn't want everybody to see. I figure any message I send could end up being seen by everybody. That's why I don't send my wife penis pics. <laughs> she can just see it for real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Michael was saying talking about anything is the first step in the right direction. So anything you're struggling with, ask people for advice. You'll be amazed, some people have really good advice. Lisa says smiles and kindness are the best gifts. Yes, 
I'm lo I walk around the gym and I'm looking for people who have something good to give me. And it's amazing how often people don't even want to make eye contact. You know, most people don't even make eye contact and won't even look at me, even though I got good vibes and love to give out. But it's so magical whenever someone does connect with me. Like I was walking along the, the what was it, the Stairmasters the other day and I looked at several people and most of them would look away. But then one girl actually is a pretty girl too. One girl looked at me and smiled. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for being present for a little, a little positive exchange of energy, a little bit of feel good between the two of us. You know, it's nice for me as a married man who's only been with my wife since 2011. It's nice for me to have a pretty girl I don't even know smile at me at the gym. It's just, it's nice. Whether it has anything to do with my appearance or not, it's nice. I like it. And often the guys, the guys are actually more receptive. Like if I broke it down by percentages, the men are much more often to kind of make eye contact, give me a little nod. And it's, even if there's no smile or anything, Some just little eye contact, little space, nod, little acknowledgement, you know, it makes a difference. I swear there were some days I didn't kill myself because, you know, one person smiled at me. It's like it was that close. I was on that much of an edge. Life is miserable and horrible and I hate it. But this one person smiled at me and provided a little bit of evidence that, you know what, maybe there's, maybe life is not completely miserable and horrible. Even if it's 99%, there is 1% of something else out there. So I always hope that I can be that 1% if somebody's in the 99 and I love it. Yeah, it is good. You never know what's gonna happen with people. If you're there to connect with people, there are so many unexpected good opportunities that can come through if you're open to them. If you're just loving and excited and it doesn't mean you have to be happy and be in ecstasy at every moment either. Gordon says, some people you can read like a book, but some are different. That's true. Eddie says, people like I was talking about before are called psychic vampires. Yes, you gotta... To me, it is... It's actually loving when you understand... When you respect somebody as they're choosing to be and you, you accept that, like... You're not going to get stuck in an abusive relationship if you're honest and acknowledge like, hey, this person, this is just how they are. You know, they get upset and scream and lose control of themselves like a baby frequently. <laughs> and if you accept that, you know what, I don't want that in my life, you won't even date them. And if you are dating them, you will leave or, you know, maybe, or you'll make it clear like, look, this is what I do want in my life. I want a relationship where I feel safe to talk about how I'm doing. I want a relationship where I feel trustworthy and this is what I want. And then you make a, a radical refusal to accept something different. Like if you want a relationship with great communication, with love and kindness and consideration, you won't be interested. Anybody who's not bringing that vibe will turn you off. Even if they're physically pretty, or they're mentally loaded with money or something else mentally attractive, you will find them gross if they aren't matching what you want. 
Billy says, Jerry tells the truth. Hey, that I'm I'm grateful I'm able to tell the truth today because Chunky Lee Chong is pushing spank for some new gang from once you've gotten the habit of lying all the time I'm not really sure. Who needs and using anyway, deception, it's hard to get out of it until you tell the truth about the things you don't want to tell the truth about. And that's what Alcoholics Anonymous was invaluable for me. It, it connected me with people that I could tell the truth about the things I didn't want to tell the truth about. You know, all the worst moments in my life, embarrassing, shameful moments in my life, I found people I could tell the truth to. I could tell them about all those things truthfully. And uh, once, I, once I told the truth about all those things, I was able to break the cycle of lying and deception. And it seems we're kind of going through that process collectively. Like our governments and our companies seem to have been on that level of consciousness where, hey, why tell the public the truth when we could just lie and deceive and make a cover story? We'll, we'll lie about aliens. We'll lie about this technology. We'll lie about this event that happened in the world. And then uh, suddenly one day things get so messed up that the truth is desperately needed to fix the messed up situation. And I'm grateful today we live in a time where the truth is actually out there. If you want to hear about extraterrestrials and all kinds of conspiracies, things that are hidden and kept secret, this is the best time today to be alive for that. You can get really good information. You know, you can read books from people who've been in space programs. You can read, you can learn the truth about all kinds of government cover-ups. It's an amazing time to be alive for all the, if you're, if you want to know the truth. You know, the truth is easier than ever to get to today. And I'm grateful. I, I uh, it seems that the more of us are willing to be completely truthful and honest about the things we'd rather not be truthful and honest about then that is being reflected in the collective where we're getting you know we're getting that environment in the collective so the more of us go through recovery the more of us stop lying and cheating and deceiving and some of us are so programmed to lie and cheat and deceive that it's not even conscious like I passed a lie detector test in 2008 at the police department and uh, that was because I I had programmed myself to such a level that I was able to feel that I was being honest to them even while deceiving them. Like they asked things, for example, they asked, have you ever been in a car accident before? And I asked them, I said, well, I bumped my car over a curb one time. Does that count? And they said, no, that's, that's fine. Like, have you been in an accident where the police came and you know you wrecked it I'm like no but the truth is I wrecked a car drunk before and totaled it and that's a strategy called minimization and omission where you omit the most relevant facts and then I was able to say I hadn't lied and then I you know I told the story in the way that it made me look the best and some things I buried so deep that I didn't even consciously remember them either. If you don't consciously remember something, then you can't lie about it. So I share all this today. I hope it's useful for you to live the kind of life you want to live and to just love today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Do your best to plan for tomorrow, for sure. 
do your best to plan for tomorrow and make tomorrow good. But you never know what's coming tomorrow. Something could happen tomorrow. It might be a good thing, too. You know, there might be a, a big disclosure that aliens are real. There's all kinds of extraterrestrial technology. It might be a really big good thing that totally transforms life as you know it. Which means that you might have been, you know, you might... Don't spend time today being scared about whether you're going to have enough money tomorrow to pay your bills. Instead, think about how how can I do work that I love today? How can I get out there and help somebody and make a difference today? Because if you're like me, you've been... You've spent a lot of time in your life being afraid of things that never happened. I think now's a good time to wrap up because I want to go to my AA meeting. And yeah, I could stream more if I cut back on my meetings. But I, you know, when you have first things first, you know, my sobriety and my health is my number one. God, health, and relationships are my top priority. So, you know, I don't, I don't mess with my sobriety. I keep going to those meetings, even if it means less time to live stream. And less time to live stream might mean less money, might mean less followers. So what? If I'm not sober, money and followers don't matter at all. I'd piss all my money and followers away if I got drunk. Michael says, would you say you completely changed? Not completely, but as my brother put it, he said, I've never seen somebody change so much in their life as you. Which, that's really special because my brother's known me since I was two years old. I mean, my brother's in a good position to see change. So I've changed a lot, but I certainly haven't changed everything. I've always wanted to love and help people and support people. I just kind of got lost and put that on the back burner at various points. Andrew says, I got a heavy weed addiction. It's not hindering anything, but I can quit if I wanted to. Hey, that's... There's a time and place for everything in your life today. And one thing that helps me is all of us are on our own journey. When I was 25, I was in the middle of a heavy alcohol addiction and you could not talk me out of it. I went to work most days, called out sick sometimes, but you know, I kept a job most of the time and you know, I had fun lots of times when I drank. And the, there's a time and place to have experiences in your life and it's okay. You know, wherever you're at today is just fine. The question is, where do you want to go from here? For anybody else, 